Welcome, everybody, to the Common Sense American Podcast, and that's me, and I take that name because I pride myself in having just a little bit of common sense. And I'm going to start today by uh, giving you a little add-on to last week's show about how the Dr. Seuss uh, censorship was uh, basically the last straw for me. I neglected to mention a very important point, and I, it's too bad because uh, it, it is very important in this Probably proves to me I should have notes or at least some sort of partial script before I go do these shows. But uh, anyway, I try and do it off the cuff so it sounds a little more realistic, a little more relatable, not so scripted. You know, I'm not just reading something, but I really should have mentioned this. The, the other point I wanted to make about that whole uh, issue, when they said, okay, this is offensive, this has to go, is that the people who did it, the uh, so-called experts on this matter are basically instructing everybody to be offended by this and that if you don't, you're just uneducated and ignorant. And that goes for the people who are supposed to be offended. These, uh, you know, professors and people of uh, higher degrees who have basically just lived a social justice warrior existence up to this point. And if you're in that uh, specific kind of job, you're just looking for racism and oppression where it doesn't exist and trying to, uh, to, to make mountains out of molehills, which is exactly what they did with this. But worse than that, I mean, if you are a person of, of color or a minority and you say, you know, I'm not offended by this. I really don't care. These people are so elitist and smug and insulting, that they're just going to pat you on the head and say, oh, that's just because you're uneducated and you should be offended. And here's a cookie. And oh, by the way, here's a bunch of money from the white taxpayer because you supposedly should have it. This is what they actually believe. These, this is just how insulting they are. You should be insulted for this. The big thing about this is that they just told people that this was racist and that this had to stop. They had no evidence that said it was. And it's difficult to, to uh, qualify that, I understand, but you could very easily, and this is really all you needed to do, and it was necessary to do anyway if you're campaigning to remove these books and prove that they're offensive, is you could have very easily had some sort of survey or poll, bunches of them, going, you know, targeting the people who are supposed to be offended by this and asking them if, they, if they're offended. And let me tell you, one of the reasons why they didn't is because they knew that the majority of people wouldn't give a crap. They knew that the majority of people, the people of color, the people of minorities who are supposed to be offended would say, no, I don't care. And they know it. And that's why they didn't run those surveys. And that's why they didn't offer any such data. The reason why the Washington Redskins took so long to drop that name despite all the, the backlash, the, it's because that backlash was coming from people like this. It's coming from people that's, oh, you're supposed to be offended by this. No, you're not supposed to like that. If you do tolerate it, you're a bad person. Just the white liberals screaming at the tops of their lungs. Whereas millions and millions of fans of that team, many of whom are Native American or have some uh, Native American blood in them, don't care. That's why it wasn't changed for so long. All it really takes is, you know, if you had 80-some percent of people saying, no, it's, it's awful, it's terrible, this can't happen, I'm offended by this, then it's very easy to take that next step. And trust me, the media would be shoving those numbers right down your throat. They didn't have any numbers. They didn't have anything. And that's the reason why that is cancel culture and why it's scary, because you have a very tiny group of elitists standing on the top of the, you know, shouting from their ivory towers that they have any clue of reality and instructing everybody, lecturing them on what is offensive and what isn't, and that includes the people who are supposed to be offended. 
If they're not, they're wrong. If you are a person of color or minority and you're not offended by what they tell you to be offended by, you're wrong. I want you to understand that. That is one of the reasons why it's bullcrap and needs to be stopped. Anyway, uh, putting that aside, moving past, I really wanted to focus on the seeming waning of the pandemic and epidemic. Uh, and uh, just as a frame of reference, I did a show on it a few days, uh, a few weeks ago. I myself got COVID, my whole family got COVID. I did a whole show on it. If you're interested in hearing about my experiences with that, then by all means, go uh, check it out. Uh, just as a short recap, I've had far worse colds. But anyway, um, the scary part about this is with this lessening, I hope people understand that they have set a precedent, a dangerous precedent. And they basically conditioned an entire populace to a certain way of living and thinking. And so they can do this basically at will. They will do it again. And the face mask thing, uh, they may lift lockdowns, you know, they may lift restrictions, all that stuff. Uh, it's going to take a lot longer for the face mask, mask uh, situation to go away, despite reports that say even one from your precious CDC, which is a garbage organization, and I've said that many times and I can tell you why, but I, again, you'll have to listen to previous podcasts, um, have said that a, about it's about a 2% effective uh, rate for spreading, uh, for halting the spread of the virus, face masks. They're basically useless. And in my own situation, we all wore face masks. My parents said I did, and we still got it. Everybody I know who got it have been wearing face masks religiously. And don't forget, we have been wearing face masks as a populace pretty religiously for, oh, let's see, eight, nine months, more. And it still spread and it still got everywhere and everybody still got this thing. Uh, one recent report I read said that about 10 to 15% of all the cases are actually reported. Um, you know, so there's a huge number of people who got it. They just didn't say anything. They just stayed home and got over it. Millions and millions all around the world because that's what this is. It's not a killer. It's a major flu. It, it will not kill those affected. Uh, if you take a look at I, the, my local paper uh, ran on the front page, a big thing of list of, you know, in memoriam type thing. Uh, sort of like post 9-11 where they ran the names of all the people who died. Same thing. And every single one of them was over the age of 70. I mean, there was like one or two exceptions out of those thousands of names. And that's the truth of this matter. And that has always been the truth of this matter. Plus the number that's, that says that 73% of all the people who died from this were overweight or obese in this country. And that I've been saying from the beginning. This is a nothing burger if we are in any sort of decent condition. And as people who are in decent condition have shown, it is a nothing burger. They're going to desperately dredge up, for the sake of their fear porn, the one person who apparently had no issues who was 30 years old and died. They're going to scour the entire country for that. And then get you all scared about it, despite the fact that every single statistic that they've got, that they apparently just don't want you to know or remember says that this does not kill anybody of that age. It's like a 0.01% chance. All the people that go from this, all of them, are either elderly or incapacitated by obesity, overweight, or some other major medical issue, or both. That's it. Okay? That has always been the case. And given that situation, instead of reminding us of this, and instead of saying, you know, this is a wake-up call, we should be saying to ourselves, wow, you know, we can't be in this bad condition because we can't fight off anything that's this mild. And yes, it is. An actual killer comes along 
And they, you know, like people are comparing it to the Spanish flu, flu the, the pandemic of 1918, where, that took out so many people. Um, and there were lockdowns and all that stuff. Yeah, except the Spanish flu was killing everybody. The Spanish flu was killing kids. It was killing people that very strong young people. Whole different situation. Entirely different. Not comparable in any way. What we needed to do is protect the vulnerable, which we, which were the elderly, which were the, the, the medical nightmares of whom we have way too many, and let everyone else go about their damn business. That's how this should have been handled. There should have been no six, seven trillion dollars worth of any relief because everybody who should have, who, who worked should have kept working. That's the way that needed to go. And if you look at it now, Look what they have conditioned us all for. Look how quickly we all bowed to this. Look how fast the fear spread. And look what they've been doing during this, this, this waning process. You know, things are going down, vaccines are rolling out. What are they doing? What is the underlying message of every single news headline you see? Oh, it's not really over. That you should still wear a mask even after you've been vaccinated or even after you've had the disease. As insane as that is, they're still saying that, and they're going to keep saying that. The double mask thing, that's, that's recent. That wasn't March or April of last year. That's now. They're talking about that now. They're still, you are still going to see social distancing. You are still going to see citizens freaking out and calling the police on you for lack of social distancing, despite the fact that these were never laws, by the way, and not enforceable. I want to remind everybody of that. Uh, these Karens never figured that out. They're too stupid. Um, but the fear that has been instilled in this populace over the past year isn't going away. You're not going to wake up tomorrow and everyone's going to act normally again. They have done a very good job of putting this country to its knees and basically saying, okay, so the next time this happens, you're all going to, we know what to do, right? We know the procedure, which didn't work, only cripples the economy, screws everything up. And yet they're, you know they're going to do it again because they only know one way of doing things because they want full control of you. And they basically are saying, you're not going to have a say in this. And the scary part is to me is just how readily so many people accepted this without doing any research of their own, without even comparing uh, statistics or reports from a variety of uh, sources. No. They listen to like one or two. They go on CNN. They listen to CDC and that's it. And they really think that that's plenty because no way in hell they'd ever lie to them. Yeah, no, not the CDC. Oh, not, not, the, not the group that's put their stamp of approval on hundreds of the worst drugs that this world has ever seen. And they've killed off countless millions in the process and created single-handedly an opioid epidemic. That, oh yes, they were the ones who said things like Oxycontin were just fine. Remember? The ones that used to be legal and all these drugs that used to be legal and some that many that still are. This is the organization we're listening to. But again, whatever. You want to claim that you're listening to the experts and, and completely ignore the fact that there are plenty of other experts in the medical field who are saying exactly the opposite. Bottom line is they wanted to be afraid. They wanted the bad news. They wanted to believe in the nightmare. Because it's easy because then they do what they're told and they get help. They get assistance and they do what they're told. If it's bad, then I'll stay home and I'll get money and I'll I'll you know, I'll be a, I'll be a good little doobie and I'll sit here. They want this. That is a fundamental shift in the attitude of this country that has occurred over the past 50 or 60 years. 
You try and do that post, say, World War II in the late 40s into the 50s. Good luck. A, the population was in vastly superior condition to what we are in both physically and mentally, was rearing on, you know, firing on all cylinders, and would something like COVID would, would it would not a blip on the radar. A few people get sick, it'd be another flu, pneumonia, whatever, and people under the age of 70 would all be fine. Even the ones over 70, most of whom would probably still be fine. They weren't obese giant pigs that we have become, and I'm sorry. I'm using those words because I can't, I'm so sick, I can't look at it anymore. And it's causing everybody a great deal of grief and a great deal of money. And we're all much more vulnerable to everything because everyone has allowed themselves to become pigs. Now, because of that, we are in an incredibly volatile situation with things like COVID. It was inevitable that something like COVID is going to come along like this when we're in such a bad condition, a bad pneumonia breakout, a bad virus like this, something that's highly infectious that is normally not a killer for humans in decent condition, but is for those who aren't. This was going, this was inevitable. This was going to happen. When a country allows itself to get in such poor condition, it's going to go down from some of these. It's going to take a big hit. And now, with fear having reached, you know, fever pitch in the past year, it, it, it scares me. The only thing that scares me is that people are so willing to do this. And the, the powers that be have set this precedent down. And, you know, people are going to be holding on to their face masks. They're just waiting. You've got liberals and leftists out there who are basically freaking out and still and saying that nobody should do anything until there are zero cases left. Zero. This is just how stupid and ignorant these people are. Zero. There can't be zero. There's never going to be zero. It has spread around the globe. There are 10 billion people. It's never going to be zero. Ever. There's still cases of measles and mumps and even polio and the plague in some third world countries because they don't have vaccines. And even in some places that do, it happens. It's going to be rare because we, we have treatments for this now and preventatives, but they're still going to be there. You're never going to have it go completely away. And we're talking about mostly crippling diseases and killers, not COVID, which doesn't cripple and doesn't kill anybody who's healthy. Statistically, it doesn't. Look up the numbers yourself. It's less than one, way less than 1% of all the people who died from that disease. So, despite all that, people are still going to be terrified. They, because they've done a darn good job of spreading the fear, and they continue to do it. None of the headlines say, oh, it's lessening up, people, you should go out more. No, it's, yeah, it looks like things are, are, are waning. It looks like things are getting better, but be careful. It, all it takes is, you know, one person. We have another super, we be right back to where we started. Keep wearing the mask. Keep doing the social distancing. That's not going away. You'll see a, a lessening of those restraints. But I absolutely guarantee that it will never completely disappear in all parts of this country, especially in Democrat-run giant cities. And, you know, this, this is basically just them telling you the way things are and the way things are going to be. And because of that, we have an entire populace willing to listen and not do any of their own research and not think for themselves. And they like being submissive now. Because they don't have to do much of anything. They just listen to what they don't have to do, put in any effort to find out any more of the situation. They're told it's bad. It's bad. They stay home. And oh, by the way, I'm going to get money too. Of course, 
makes it real easy to put an entire country under your thumb, doesn't it? That's how things are going. And that's what the way they want it. And that's what we've given them. Immense power on this. And, I mean, you look at the entire, like, look at the last bill that was passed. We're talking trillions of dollars here. For, and most of which has nothing to do with COVID, as many Republican leaders are standing up and saying. The vast majority of it has nothing to do with pandemic relief. They're just pork. They're, they're Democrat agenda items. There's money flowing overseas to the Sudan. God knows what for or why. Transgender monkey research. I don't know. It's insane. And that's, of course, all our money. But now we'll get a little bit back. We'll get, you know, 0.03% back of that. And that goes to the American people. But whatever. Still need billions set aside for illegal health care, don't we? Which is only going to get worse with, with, with Biden in there and just not caring about a border. Um, but the, the, the point I'm trying to make is the situation that we find ourselves in is that this isn't going away. I don't know what's going to make it go away. And the fundamental shift in the attitude of a country is playing in this submission. And it's not just because they're, you know, and they, they're willing to uh, do what they're told. It's also that they're not willing to find any dissenting uh, voices, and they're being told by the voices on high that any dissenting voices are wrong. It doesn't matter what pedigree they have. doesn't matter if they're doctors. doesn't matter if they're experts. If they say anything against what the regime says, they're wrong. Eerily similar to the cancel culture people, isn't it? Say anything against them, you're wrong. There's no reason for it. They can't tell you why you're wrong. You're just wrong. Our stats are better than yours. I guess that's where it ends. Or fact of the matter, it doesn't matter if you have stats. They're still wrong. And, you, you know, like, for example, let me, let me give you an example of, of, of doing things to suit their agenda and, and pushing this pandemic down everybody's throats and telling you the way things are supposed to be. Okay, the whole thing of, like, the gas situation. We know gas prices are going up, and they've been going up. This instant buying stuff in office is going to go five, six bucks a gallon. The thing that people are forgetting is that Democrats want that. They're not trying to stop it. They want that. Because anybody who wants to use gas or fossil fuels is a bad person and they want to spread that rhetoric. They say, no, no, you should be driving hybrids or, or better yet, in their minds, electric cars, all electric. This is the way it should be. And no, you shouldn't be heating your home only with, with oil. No, that's wrong. This is that we're going to jack the price and basically price you out of it. And, and that way, the same time we say, see, look, it's not that cheap. See, now you should be able to go electric. It might be a little bit more expensive, but not with gas prices and oil prices the way they are, which, of course, they were responsible for. But it suits their agenda, does it not? The fact that for 90, 95% of this population, an all-electric car is completely impractical from top to bottom, that it costs a mass amount uh, compared to other cars, the Tesla cars are stupid expensive. Many electrics and hybrids are still very expensive compared to gas-only cars. Not to mention the fact that unless you live in a big city, you're not going to have many options of uh, refilling the electricity of that car anywhere. I have several big cities near me. None of them have electric stations. I think I've won one. And certainly in rural areas, there's still none. It's just a ridiculous notion right now. I am all for being economical and, and trying to find clean ways of fuel and doing this and pushing forward and all that stuff in that way of progress. You can't do this overnight. We have 125 years of gas-fueled personal transport vehicles. That's not going to go away overnight, especially when it's still cheaper to do that, it's still cheaper to heat our homes that way, uh, to at least from the from a starting perspective. Uh, and But if you put gas prices at five, six, seven bucks a gallon, 
Yeah, well, all of a sudden that changes, doesn't it? And that's what they want. They want that. Don't forget that part. They've always wanted that. They don't want gas prices low. They want them high. But anyway, that, that is an example of them pushing you towards what they believe is right, what they believe should happen and happen immediately. Now, in the case of the fear porn, that's not going anywhere because that means they can have full control over you. They've, all, they've proven that they can put you under their thumb. They've proven it. And they have a blueprint for doing it again. And it'll happen fast. The instant you find three more cases somewhere, they're going to do it again. This isn't going away. And not like we're never going to come across other viruses. And again, remember, if we don't in improve our health as a nation, there's going to be many more viruses coming down the pipe that are going to do this to us again. So, so long as we remain a physical mess... And so long as we remain entirely submissive to the will of the regime, which is what this is, this isn't ever going away. The masks aren't going away. The isn't going away. The potential for lockdowns isn't going away. This isn't going anywhere. I hope people understand that. And, I mean, it's obviously a combination of factors and reasons why, as it is just about anything on a mass scale. You know, it's, it's, it's partially the fault of, of the entire civilization for allowing us to, to get in this, in this position, for putting Democrats in control again, who only have an interest in power and control and don't care about personal freedoms and haven't in decades. And you're all wrong, they're all right, and it doesn't matter what you say or think, whether it's about racism, whether it's about oil and gas, whether it's about the pandemic, this is the way things are. And if you think any differently, you're not only wrong, but potentially dangerous. That's the message that's being spread. If you don't wear a mask in public now, you're a pariah. You will be spit on. You will be they'll call the authorities on you. They expect shop owners to become policemen, basically, and shove them out. Even though, again, it's not against the law. It can be a sore policy, which is means you know too bad you can't shop there. I guess that's true, but it, it's not a law. These have never been laws. Uh, there's state mandates, which are too far already, but that's the way this is. And you've got these people everywhere. Every single one of them vote Democrat because they've sacrificed their brain a long time ago and choose not to entertain any other viewpoint or any other, uh, any sort of uh, information that conflicts with what they've been told from the powers on high. God forbid they'd ever be lied to. God forbid they'd ever have a story that's being tweaked. They may not have noticed, but every single story on this pandemic has been tweaked for the sake of spreading fear and making you scared. Every single one. Even the positive ones. Even the ones that say, it looks like it's going away, it looks like it's getting better, vaccine's coming. It's even so. Every single one of these articles has the caveat that it's not, you know, we're not out of the woods yet. This isn't going to go away so quickly. All it takes is just one person to mess it up. All of that is there for a reason. It's there to keep you in control. It's there to keep you uh, on the straight and narrow for them. It has no other reason. It has nothing to do with safety at this point, especially now. I'm talking definite herd immunity. This is, uh, this is just moving along. We've got vaccines everywhere. If you want to take one, fine. I don't care. Bottom line is that should be making people feel better. And yet they're all still saying the same thing. Now, it's going to be a, a mandatory thing every year. You should have your vaccine for COVID. Flu vaccines were, were recommended, weren't required. How close are we to having the COVID vaccine be required? And what's after that? More requirements for more vaccines. 
every year, probably rotating. You and they'll be like, oh no, it's not really mandatory. It's not against law if you don't get it. But you know, you can't renew your license if you don't. You know, you can't travel across straight state lines if you don't. These are the things they're going to put in place. I promise you that. And you have to be on the lookout for it. But I'm not sure if there's anything we can do about it now because we allowed this to happen. So anyway, that's my that's my show for this week. I, uh, I I want people to understand the situation we're in. It's not going away. I wish it was, but not not now. Not with what they've done. Um, so we're just gonna have to deal with it. Uh, hell, I'm hoping to travel, and get the hell out of this country for another month uh, this year. Uh, so anyway, uh, I I'll leave you with that. Hope everything will go well for you in the next week. And I'll come back next time uh, with something new to talk about and hopefully some more uh, common sense to spread. And I'll see you again then. Thank you.